is going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Orange Slices. We are your hosts, Heath Pierce, Mark McKenzie. Mark, some uh, exciting news for you, huh? Yeah, man. You know, I, I got the call up uh, officially to, to go represent the, the national team at World Cup qualifications. So it'll be my first go round, but very exciting. Very, very exciting. Does this feel different for you? Like, it's kind of... You experience like competition now, right? Like official competition with the national team. But this is like qualifying. This is like the real implications. Did it like getting called up? Did it feel more official or is like every every kind of call up the same? Because it's certainly for me, when I would get called up into these these bigger ones, you knew that there was like this momentum. The media is talking about it differently than at least, you know, official competition. That's a big deal. But, you know, this is this is a little bit different, especially given the context of like you know, qualifying the last time around for the U.S. men's team. No, oh, this is definitely different. It has more weight to it, you know, and I got the email. Well, I got the preliminary uh, email, and then I was like, okay, you know, uh, hopefully I make the final cut. And then I got the final final roster uh, email, and it was like, whew, you know, this is uh, this is, this is is like the beginning, you know, of the, this whole cycle, this whole process that we've been working towards. Um, so I think we all understand what happened before, and – we don't want that to happen again. I think that's that added weight to it. Um, not saying that, you know, uh, previous camps, you know, didn't have a, 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 you know, a weight to them, but this is like the real deal. Um, so youth national teams were like a preparation, but this is now taking things to another level where, yeah, you, you dream about playing in a World Cup, so now is the, the time to put your money where your mouth is and, and, and actually get it done. So, yeah, man. So – First, you guys start away to El Salvador. Mm-hmm. Yeah, away at El Salvador then, first. Then home against Canada. And then mm-hmm. away to Honduras, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Away to Honduras. Oh, that is a, it's crazy. Like, has has Greg or anybody in camp talked about this, like, triple, triple fixture date thing? Because I've, like, I never, I think maybe in one or two camps, we had long camps and you'd play, like, three games in a row. Or, you know, in a tournament, we had three games. But, like... In the context of this with back-to-back games, like I just don't see how you you don't have to go a little more squad rotation over a period. And maybe you just go with the team, or maybe you, you know, play with an away team and your home team because it's different styles of play, which you would normally do anyway. But has there been any talk about that just being different? hundred percent. I think we it was back in the the June camp when he bought everybody in. You know, and we all flew into Switzerland and it was like, Oh, why are we coming to Switzerland? But he wanted us to get used to having to play, you know, you know, your your season in Europe. You play matches, blah blah blah, and then you have to fly across the Atlantic, back seven hours, wherever it is, and then you play, you know, three matches in essence. You know, you arrive on, you know, on a Monday, for example, and you got a match on Wednesday, and then you got a match on uh, Saturday, and then you got another match on Tuesday. You know, and trying to get everyone adjusted to adapting to the time difference, trying to get everyone adjusted to playing three matches in such a short period of time um, and then getting everybody familiar with each other, you know, in, in terms of rotation. So the, we, we got a taste of it back in, in June and in that June window. But yeah, now it's, yeah, again, we all know what's at stake. So I think any, any and everybody who's called in is, is going to have to be ready because at this point, you know, especially with, with guys already playing a number of minutes, you know, MLS season kind of being there because there's a few MLS guys in the roster um, uh, with guys now really just starting their season in Europe. 
I think uh, it's it's going to be even more important, you know, to to have that balance in in the group because everyone's not going to be able to play every single minute, you know, whether it be just trying to keep guys' legs fresh to you know injuries to this that and the other, and of course we don't want any injuries, right? That's it's not the plan at all. But you know, football's football, and that's that's what happens sometimes. So, yeah, man. Uh, didn't you wait? You played in a World Cup qualification match in two thousand nine against El Salvador. Did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Matt just Matt just sent me the the the, the record, you know, nice. the archives. Well, back then we had to start in a semifinal round before you had the hexagonal. Mm-hmm. So you had to go through a, a first round and then a second round. And I think I played the most qualifiers of anybody in 2008. And then 2009, I had a good run of games as well. Um, I can't remember how many it was. I, I don't know if I played in like nine or 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 eleven or something in total qualifiers, and I remember all of them being different. Uh, but now it's like El Salvador is decent, right? They're yeah, they're 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 back. You guys are playing in the octagonal, which yeah, is yeah. eight teams <laughs> yeah. in the group, so you'll play fourteen games mm-hmm. instead of playing, mm-hmm. I guess, ten games in a different group to qualify i don't know how it worked before um yeah, i'd have to go back and look again maybe but. maybe it was like uh i don't know what's hex what's hex how many the hex, how, is hex? Hex. hex is six six is six so you'd have played 10 10 right with like the top six. and then yeah. the top four yeah yeah so now you have the octagonal you have eight teams three mm-hmm. automatically qualify and then one has a playoff yep right and you start your first game early September and the last one will be late or middle, middle of March, right? Yeah. It's that window in March. I think it's like end of March or something like that. So, all right. Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, it's a process. It comes it's, hot, man. Bro, it's, it, and it comes in thick and fast. January's got three. January's three, right? Yeah. I thought January had three in it. That's what I thought. Yeah. January's three. And then another two, is it in March? March is three. March is three again. So, there you have it. Yeah, three matches and four windows, I think. Yeah, so you got four three windows. in September, three in October, two in November. Yep. Three in January, three in three March. Three in March. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, it's, it's real. But did you read that, I think it's... Yeah, it was England. It was England, yeah. Yeah, the, and ruled out some of, like, potential for players to go. So, like, Jamaica... Um, for example, that has a number of players in, in, in England may not be released for their games, which I think would be, you that's know, big, it would, yeah, yeah, it's a big hit. That's yeah. And, and that's this COVID thing is jacked up a lot. You know, you, you're now restricting players from playing for the national teams and, and qualifying for a world cup. You know, I think that's what, that's the most frustrating thing of it all is you just don't know, you know, and that's as a footballer you do everything you can to try and stay healthy and you know control your game but at the end of the day sometimes these decisions are made above you and you can't do much about it except kind of just take it and that's what sucks the most right yeah i wish that i i am i like i've been thinking about this first game el salvador i mean you're talking about some dangerous places generally yeah, yeah. um high population density and then COVID within all of that. I mean, you can never... The interesting thing for the players is like, it's not like you would have had any other different life with you when you're in El Salvador, right? You're not going to get to like... That's something I think people don't always understand is like we tell these stories of going to these places and they're 
beautiful countries and there's so much about them. Like when I've gone back now as a fan, like when I went to Panama mm-hmm. um, or Honduras, we went for like a long hike. Me, uh, one other dude, Pat, and then Marcelo Balboa uh, went for a hike in the morning on these beautiful hiking trails. And like you get to do see a different side of these countries and enjoy them. But as a player, th- like the furthest you go is like if you're if you guys have like a lounge room set up. Yeah. Know? Like yeah. if there's a pool, you can sit by the pool for a little bit. You know, yeah. if there's a lobby and you, if you wanted like stimulation, you go sit in the lobby. Like that's what you, you get to see people come in and out of a hotel. That's as far as it goes in terms of leisure or fun or like taking your mind off of something. That's like the only thing you can do. Yeah. That's your change of scenery. That's your yeah, getaway, you know, and a getaway. So I think the, the first experience was when I think the youth national team, we went to, I think it was Honduras and we played in a friendly match against them. And I think it was like we the match was at like three o'clock in the afternoon or two in the afternoon. It was hot, grass was thick. Like everything you talk about with CONCACAF. But at the hotel you could see the security and the like military outside the hotel with like AKs. Mm-hmm. You know, because I guess people knew that like, even even at the youth, the youth national team, like we were I think U twenties building into the building into the World Cup. But just that, you know, experience in his own is like, dang, you know, even going down to the pool was a risk because there was a fence and you kind of see through the fence at times in, in certain spots. So it's like, yeah, and, and not to take away from the fact, some of these are beautiful countries, you know, but when you're there and, and they know you're there to play football and to take on their country, it's like, yeah, that's. Yeah, well, I yeah. remember, I remember. And those, those are pretty quick. Like you actually, those are the times that you actually get excited to be like, let's go to training, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and then you have like day before the game trainings at like 5 PM or 6 yep. PM. And you're just like, bro, sitting in the hotel all the day, day long, <laughs> just waiting. And one of the things that I always found hard about those long days of waiting to go to training is, is just how hard it is to conserve energy, yes. right? Like it is we all get in like creatures of habit and most people or a lot of people in the professional sports world, uh, soccer world, they're used to training in the morning, right? So Mm -hmm. your body is used to being like, okay, it ramps up here and it comes down here. Mm -hmm. And then you play games at night, which you can get up for a game. The adrenaline's different, whatever, but getting up for training sessions was always hard for me because you're like, what do I do? Do I like, should I take a nap today to pass the time? Like, should I be sitting around? I'm on like my fifth meal and I haven't done anything like, you know, like I've been off my feet half the day. Like I don't, I'm tired of playing cards or like just passing the day. And the, the sound, obviously this is a, a life of extreme privilege <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, to complain yeah. about having to ha- to complain about having nothing to do, but you've still got this thing in the back of your mind, which is this qualifier or this game or this match. That's so important that like, it just lingers on you and there's nowhere to go to shut off. So you're just sort mm-hmm. of forced to live with your thoughts in a hotel and in your many times in your hotel room, um, mm-hmm. many times by yourself, just kind of sitting there watching movies, passing the time, checking in with people, being on your phone, whatever it is. It's like I found that to be really hard at times to 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 uh, yeah balance that out or find the ability to enjoy the day before a training session. I always felt like I needed to get the training session out of the way. Yeah, and it's very different because even with your club team, you have the opportunity to usually go on a team walk. And even if you're at a rival team's you know, location or 
a rival team's city, whatever it is, you can still go for a walk outside, blah, blah, blah. Like for the Champions League game, we were in Ukraine and yeah, we went outside um, and kind of just stretch the leg, which you get to kind of take in some fresh air and, and whatnot. But when you're in these hostile environments like that, those those like opportunities are smuggled away because it's the risk, you know, of, of yeah. you know, not wanting to do anything that will jeopardize the opportunity to play that that high stake match, you know, in a day. Um, and that it's it's a difficult thing sometimes. And again, it's very privileged to talk about it like, ah, you know, I'm just traveling the world playing, you know, soccer and yeah, I'm sitting in a hotel all day and uh, yeah, I have this. Nah, but, you know, at the same time, it's 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 difficult to keep your mind and body going at the same level because you you're building up to something but you you don't really know what to like how to how to how to adjust to yeah. all this free time that you now have yeah like how much gear are you getting when you go into camp for like casual gear no nah, it depends it depends like for gold cup and those longer tournaments you're gonna get more gear of course because yeah. it's, you're there for an extended period of time but for these qualification i think you'll end up it's well, we get there on like the 30th, 31st, and then you leave on the 9th, you know, so it's, you're there for a week, nine days max. So you're getting just enough to kind of get you through. Um, and then you'll have like travel gear they'll give you. So you just, you get it on the day of travel, they'll take it back to wash it, and then you'll get it back when we travel again. So yeah, it's just enough. It's a few few tops, um, whether it be t-shirts and then maybe a couple's jack, like a zip up and a pullover pair of sweatpants a couple shorts you know um yeah but but just enough to kind of get you through because it's not like you're there for a whole grand period of time yeah it's 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 one of the things that is just part of the repetition that that people don't always get to see either in in the hotel like picking up gear is a time passer it is (laughs) like gear the gear room is open at a certain time training room is open at a certain time to get your ankles taped or whatever it is that you do before get stretched out whatever get some treatment then you have your gear that you go and pick up and it's like nicely laid out and everybody's got the different like height of sock if you're like Uh a sock or calf sock and everybody's got their whole thing if you're a sleeveless or sleeves (laughs) kind of guy long sleeves um which I don't think and they have that anymore. They don't have that anymore. We we haven't gotten like sleeveless gear since. I think Jurgen yeah. Klinsmann did away with like yeah. the sleeveless. I think yeah. that was a big. That was a big. It had a big run before Jurgen, and then I think Jurgen was like, "We're not doing what's the sleeveless stuff," you know? Yeah, yeah. He wanted to get rid of names on jerseys. He wanted to get rid of <laughs> like sleeveless. Uh, there was a few things that he was like, "Nah, man, that's not. That's not. I'm not. I'm not with it." Um, so for this this roster. I'm pretty excited to see a couple guys. I mean, obviously, there's the usual faces uh, mm-hmm. that that are that are back in, but and I and I'm I just I would love to see what our very very best team looks like at home and what our very best team looks like away. Like, just yeah. if there's gonna be a difference in the two, right? Because um, now that this team has all been through some challenges between Gold Cup and and Nations League, I, I think. I'm interested to see if it's going to go like, oh, we we play a little more open and we play a little more close naturally, like you've always done. But yeah. what that means for the personnel, but on on like a on a personal level, I I'm I'm excited to see um, Conrad because he he's, sure, he's been balling, balling, been balling, and he's not play. even getting the love there yet. Like the league started, and he, well, he should be starting right now, but he's kind of got that super sub energy. 
that they're bringing him on. But in the, all those preseason games where he was killing people. And a friend of mine grew up in Marseille. And actually, do you remember the brand Ed Hardy? Yeah, I had Ed Hardy shirt. Yeah. And it was like so a my, black t-shirt with the, the skull and yeah. flames. So my, so yeah. my friend that I play pickup with is co-founder of Ed Hardy. Really? And and like the Odege brand. His his okay. last name is Odege. Like okay. he, he was he's uh, uh, uh his name is Vincent and Vincent is a like Vincent made hit, made made some bags, you know, and he's yeah. he's he's chilling but nicest guy. Like his his license plate says anti PSG on it here in LA. <laughs> and nice RS7 guy drives a rocket ship, you Oof. know. And the nicest Oof. guy, but he was like, "Bro, who knows, like whatever. And then all of a sudden I started getting messages from him all the time when these clips were coming out going like, oh, this people are going crazy for this guy. You know, like he is balling and like the fans love him. He's just got that young energy. And he was really excited because the, the club itself is like a massive club, big pressure. So he's one that I, I want to, I want to see because he, he's, he's one in particular and we got to get him on the pod by the way. Oh yeah. He's yeah, one yeah. in particular that I think when, when I saw him the, the, the one or two times that, that he's been in with the national team, he didn't quite look ready. He didn't yeah. look up to speed. Like you watch him in training, you watch him at, at Barcelona B. Now you're watching him there. You're like, bro, this guy's definitely ready. And then when he came in, it just looked a pace, like a little bit off the pace and, you know, different style yeah. of play and he's young and whatnot. And so I'm excited to see if he's rounded that corner of like, young, I always equate talented. this to like, yeah. yeah well, this was the same with Charlie Davies, bro. Yeah. Like Charlie, Charlie was not good. For a long time in camp, didn't get called in for a while. Was kind of in and out, and then Charlie rounded this corner of confidence as a attacking player, where you're like, "Where was this guy? You know, yeah. like this guy's insane. Like he's just running people off the pitch." And you're seeing that now with 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 Conrad and and at Marseille, and um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see to see him. And then Ricardo Pepe, that's the other one that I was like, you know. It was like drama this week here in the U.S. I don't know if you're paying attention to any, but everything's got this dual national vibe to it now. Yeah. Nobody knows which way people are going to go. So, yeah. you know, obviously Ochoa goes uh, Mexico, Mexico and yeah. and um, Alvarez, I think, when goes Mexico, yeah. obviously. It's like coming down to the uh, – coming down to the – I think Cade, Cade Cowell could – Cade Cowell, yeah, potentially. Mexico. I think potentially uh, is. Yeah, and so – yeah, it's just it's it's like causing this this sort of like drama of like yeah. decision day type stuff for people. Yeah. And for us, you're like, bro, like this is like the upside of this, by the way, not to make it too too long winded. I was talking with John Parker about this yesterday, is that all of these guys, if we lost all of these guys, or we got all of these guys ten years ago, fifty yeah, ten years mm -hmm. ago, we would have been going crazy over yeah. one player. But now like so <laughs> If Pepe decided to go to Mexico, it'd be a big loss. But we got we got depth now of people that are like good. This national team's good. We're not losing like a key, key like uh, a state figure in the know? team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he could be, and he could become a huge star. For sure, he's got the potential to become a huge star. But it's not like a tragic loss if it weren't to happen. But it's just good to see it going both ways. Ochoa and and Efrain Alvarez, obviously. Um, and again, those those would have been like two like oh U.S. soccer failed us. They don't like do anything right. But now we've got this depth that 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 we're competing one competing for these players' attention. And it's more than just like which team is going to be better. There's obviously right. a lot of personal stuff that goes into making that decision. Of course, but we're not. I'm not as worried anymore at the outcome of this stuff because it's not like 
we don't have anybody else. Yeah. No, I think that's, yeah, it sucks again, of course, because I, shoot, I played with these guys as well, you know, with Ochoa in the 20s and uh, uh, Efren, I played with him. I was at the All-Star event back in like 2015 with him. And then, yeah, of course, we've known each other through playing the Galaxy and like Julian Araujo, you know, being cool with him. Yeah, that's Sebastian the other one. Le- Sebastian Legit, you know, being cool with them. And yeah, Julian, Julian's a dual national yeah. as well. So um, and he's the one that they're saying might hold out. Potentially, you know, and that's that's the thing, you know, that's the thing about it. So it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where we're at a point where we're producing enough talent to say, okay, if we lose him, it's not going to be the end of the world, like you said, you know. And it sucks, of course, you know, losing any player to to a rival country. But, you know, we have guys who can step up to the plate and play, you know, at a high level and, and are doing it on a regular basis now. So, yeah, it's it's a, it's a, a nice what is it? What is the phrase? It's a, it's some, it's a nice, difficult decision to have as a manager. You know, I forget, I forget yeah. how people word it, but you know, it's one of those where like, oh no, I want to call this guy in, but I can't because he's now gone. And okay, now I got to call up another guy who's you know at a similar level. And yeah, so he's uh, so, so yeah, that's kind of my take on it. Yeah, back onto these games. It's crazy to think that. These games could come down to like chaos and set pieces. I remember going back yeah. to like Honduras last qualifying cycle score scored at the end. I remember who I don't remember who it was, but uh, it may have been Kellen Acosta. I don't know who it was, maybe not. But either way, it was like down one nil. Places going crazy, like clawing the way back in, very Nations League like of like. Yeah throwing it in the mixer set pieces capitalizing those types of things are 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 going to be like a huge role and when i think about this roster you know yourself you got zimmerman coming in miles, like just miles uh, like just a lot of i mean JB, obviously John center backs yeah. are, are 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 big bodies in general but all like very good uh, weston shoot pieces. weston yeah <laughs> you see oh, weston weston's a king, bro. like yeah. that ball that ball's got a magnet stuck to he's got a magnet on i his swear every time ball. i think i'm going up for you know to win a ball next thing you know weston's big old fro is in the way you know i love the guy i think you know his fro came in clutch you know in the, in the nation's league final but but yeah, yeah. i think we got set pieces are going to be of course and when you're playing in Concacaf, as we all know it can go any way on any day so it's going to be even more important to focus on those moments but yeah, it's. I'm. I'm very interested to see. Uh, to see how the, as you know, as a, as a new face in the the World Cup qualification cycle, it's. I'm interested to experience it for the first time at this level. Um, yeah. I'm not nervous, but you know, I got that excited energy. You know that uh, I still got stuff to prove myself as an individual. So to come into the team and, yeah, ultimately playing the World Cup. Come on, man. That's what we're Wait, here so for. Is your is your is your girlfriend leaving then? No, so she'll stay. She'll leave oh, just, after uh, I get back. Uh, I, hope, I hope you taught her a few words. She's gonna be ch- <laughs> she has Google Translate, bro. She has uh, the, the the I think on the phone, now you can like transcribe conversations. She's going to be posting that. Like, Remember the Narcos photo where it's like the guy like sitting in the standing park in the bench pool. by himself? Yeah, and then he's standing looking <laughs> off in the distance. That's going to be like her post every day being like. I'm going to call him. Like, How you doing? Uh, uh, it's another day. Yeah. Exactly. But, uh, but someone's got to watch the dog. You know what I mean? Like this is a listen, family affair. Listen, this is a this, yeah, this is a, a partnership, man. You know, this guy is not going to feed himself, is he? So <laughs> that's fair.
Look, I don't want to keep you uh, any longer. We just wanted to be able to check in before you, yeah, you go into the weekend camp. Wish oh, you wait, congrats. before we go, man, how was the All-Star event? You know, I didn't, I didn't get to ask you. You know, I wasn't there, so it looked live from, from what I could tell. It was actually for an All-Star game. How, how many did you, did, you, did you play in All-Star games? No, I wasn't. You know, I made, you know, last year it was COVID. That was probably my best chance to, to, to play yeah. in it. But I went to You weren't in very long, yeah. Uh, I went to the All-Star game, but I was on the Rising Stars yeah. um, in 2019, 2019. Yeah, yeah I, did, I did two Man Uniteds and a Chelsea, and they were like whatever. They were kind of yeah. more spectacle, right? Yeah. Where this one had a little more... There was just a natural rivalry. Yeah. And so All-Star had, you know, Liga Mekis All-Stars. And Liga Mekis All-Stars were like, you know, again, national team players. You had, uh, then you had MLS All-Stars and you right. had guys from all over the world. But there was just this tension because of just the uh, CONCACAF uh, Champions League and all this, like all these ties to just being like one team against the other. And then in the stadium... It was a unique thing because it was a lot of Sounders fans because there was like six mm-hmm. Sounders playing. Yeah. And there was a lot of Galaxy fans in the LAFC stadium. And so there was like a weird tension where they were like the 3252 was singing in their section, creating a lot of good energy, but it was being tossed at people and being tossed back. And so the tension started to rise between like, <laughs> Then like half the 3252 were supporting the, the <laughs> Mega Mex All-Stars. <laughs> yeah, the other half. And I don't want to say 3252, but the people in that section, because obviously yeah. it was All-Star game is different. But in that section, they were like, they'd be like going crazy over one thing and then going crazy over the other. I'm like, I, I don't know who's, don't know. <laughs> everybody's wearing LAFC jerseys. It's uh, uh, like the Spider-Man meme where he's pointing. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah everybody's pointing <laughs> the, like the finger guns at each other. And so, it, but like it made it more like less of a spectacle. Like when I went, it was Juve. Like a, when I went, it was yeah. Juve was there. So it was like, oh, Juve. Yeah. And like, you know, you're playing against those teams. People are coming in and out every 15 minutes. And like, you always do that anyway, because guys need to stay healthy and rotate players. And all right, that. right, right. It was just, it just had a little bit more of that, that tension uh, in the air, which, which I think was, it was just, it was just fun, right? Like in the stadium, there were brawls, there were fights. Yeah. It was just one of those rowdy things where it was like, Everybody can catch a punch for a number of reasons in the stadium. You know, you can catch a punch because you're a Liga MX fan. You can catch a punch because you're a Galaxy fan. You can catch a punch because you're a Sounders fan. Or you just like, was in the wrong place at the yeah. wrong time. <laughs> and everybody was, was, was uh, you know, probably on the drink a little bit too much for that day. And so it just kind of had that in the air, which was kind of kind of wild. But, uh, you know, I was just like, man, I'm I'm here. We had the, the CBS and Paramount Plus yeah. people with us and a number of other people. A lot of our team, uh, Four Soccer Ventures team, is in town. When you can, you can feel. You know what it's like. You can yeah. feel that in a stadium. You can feel yeah, when, yeah, like, yeah. you're at a party or at a group. And at any moment, happening. it can just yeah. And the edge starts to like that. That that edge starts to like grow and grow and grow. To you're like, okay, something's yeah. about to happen. Um, but fortunately, it didn't for me. But you know, other people caught a punch, um, which which you know I I don't support because there was a lot of little kids in our area and stuff. I was like, man, what? And what's what's more wild? Is the little kids were looking like they weren't even watching the game for the rest of the game. They were just looking for <laughs> the any sort of roar in the stadium where they could watch a fight, you know. Yeah. And I was like, man, don't learn that stuff. That's not good. But, but anyways, man. So you you got a game this weekend. You fly out on Monday, mm-hmm. um, and then you'll be in camp. So yeah, we're man. gonna be able to keep this thing going or what? Yeah, man. Come on now. You know we got. Uh, I got my boy Tanner Tessman on deck. The Venezia. 
how do you I don't know how to pronounce it because I feel like I'm mispronouncing it. Venezia. 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 Yeah, yeah, you know, so, you know, so yeah, got got Tanner Tesman on deck. So stay tuned for that convo because, uh, yeah, I'm gonna be reporting uh, all the way from I don't know where. Honestly, I could be in Nashville, I could be in El Salvador, I could be in Honduras. We will find out. But yeah, stay on, stay, stay on, on tune, stay on deck, stay on track, whatever you want to call it. Just, just make sure you're listening. My guy's freestyling the clothes. You know what I mean? Like that's crazy. He's Come just, on, man. He just dropped like. Four bars just Come for a close, and it's, it's free. Like I know. we're not even charging you a subscription. Like you do, you can go, you can go loop that beat and steal it. You know, do whatever you want to do. I throw, I get some piano. I throw some piano on there in the backdrop. You know, like, just let me know. Man. We'll, we'll talk to the producers. You know, if you guys want, you know, we could do a four bar Friday, three bar Thursday. I like that. So that's it, guys. We appreciate your time. We appreciate you listening in. Obviously, we apologize. We had a guest cancel um, last minute. Hopefully, everything's all right. Hopefully, we'll get him back on again soon. And uh, yeah, make sure you guys leave us a review, a like, a comment across social media. All that stuff helps us get found, helps more people know about it. Share it with your friend. Uh, drop a comment as well um, in, in, in social media. Connect with us. Oh, dude, I, there was a few. We got to hand out some stickers also, some OS oh, stickers. Oh, yeah, I saw, I saw the repost. Yeah, the repost. you got some slapped up on a pole. Um, handed out some some uh, these uh, orange slices playing cards. So that was fun, but uh, yeah, dude, you'd be surprised how many people are starting to to like be like, yeah, dude, I like that, I like that podcast and like real life. So uh, it's man. been it's been pretty cool. So we appreciate all of you guys yes. uh, at home or wherever you are listening in, and uh, we will see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.